to another episode of the Deep Three Pod. I am Alexis, joined with Mikey and Nate, of course. Um, we are in the 22nd week of the NBA, getting closer to um, playoffs. We're going to go ahead and just get right into it, start off with this game. I feel like that everyone was looking forward to watching the Nets, or the Sixers hosted the Nets on the 10th. Nets beat them 129 to 100. Um Let's just get right into it. What did you guys get from that game? Was it what you expected? Granted, Simmons wasn't playing. Uh, was that the outcome that you guys were expecting? I was gonna be closer than that. Yeah, I, th- I thought I thought the Sixers were gonna win that one. To be honest, uh, especially with Simmons not being out there, I thought they I thought they were gonna be a lot more competitive. I thought Harden was gonna try and show out, but. I mean, it, it was a reverse. I mean, Kyrie was playing the best defense I've ever seen him play uh, on, on James Harden. He was making life difficult for him. They just couldn't do anything. And obviously, MB got his. Uh, I mean, he's just impossible to stop. But, I mean, when you got Kevin Durant and Kyrie, elite scorers, it, it, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, to me, like, James Harden does what James Harden does best in big moments, big games, like – it's not playoffs, man. It's a regular season game, but everybody in the world knows, like, everybody was watching that. Everybody was focused on that game. And yeah. he came out and just played, like, terrible. So, I mean, I'm, in, I'm interested to see, because I feel like Philly has expectations now, like, real expectations, but I'm interested to see how he does come playoff time. Mm-hmm. when, like, stuff is really on the line and there's really pressure on him because people expect him to win. It's not like he's with Houston and he has to go up against Golden State or something. Like, you would dwell and be now, like. Yeah, I like it. About. Yeah. What do you guys feel like it was um, with that game? You feel like it was the pressure on Harden um, playing against his former teammates? Yeah, I mean, I – I didn't expect him to come out that flat, but I mean, it, if he has yet to succeed in the playoffs, and if it's the same thing, I mean, did you really, you know, make the right move then? If Harden's going to keep, you know, shrinking in huge games, especially the playoffs, and that's what Ben Simmons and, and that's why you know he was unhappy because y'all called him out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be interesting come playoffs to see that whole dynamic with Harden because you brought him here to win a championship and to pair him up with Embiid and to be an unstoppable force. But, yeah, it, it didn't look good. Yeah. Switching over to the Nets, what do you guys feel like um, was their contribution? Obviously, we had Seth. Was this Seth's first game with the Nets? No, he's been playing. He's, he's been real good. Yeah, on the Nets. yeah, he has. I feel like him and who else is it? Millsap. They honestly just create space, and I think that's what the Sixers sometimes lack. They just create that space on the court. Um and you saw it during that game for sure. Yeah, Seth Curry was the biggest steal of this whole trade. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's it, Drummond's been playing really well for them too. Um, coming over in that trade, Claxton's been uh, – he, he's a nice young piece. I, I, I like him, but and then we, we also, you know, Dragic. Um, you know, when Kyrie's not out there, it's been able to kind of run the offense. So, I, the Nets, they, they look scary. I mean, they, they were able to do that without Ben Simmons on the court. And mm-hmm. obviously what happened the other day, too, um, with the Nets 
playing the Knicks and KD just going off and basically be, beating the Knicks on his own with, with no Kyrie or Simmons. So uh, and that's I, it, it's hard for me to like watch that and not think that they, you know, will be a problem in the playoffs. You said yesterday's game? I think it was like two days ago. Mm-hmm. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Where um, where do you guys feel like the Nets' biggest challenge is going to come in? With Kyrie playing. Well, I, honestly, if, if he plays in the, the New York mandate gets lifted by the playoffs, yeah. I think they'll be fine. But it doesn't make sense how, you know, opposing players can come in a visiting players can unvaccinated, sorry, unvaccinated visiting players can come and play in Barclays, mm-hmm. but Kyrie can't. And it just, it doesn't make sense um, for w- why that role is like that. And he's able to sit on the sideline and watch, but he's not able to play. So I, I yeah. think it's just out of whack and I don't know, they're just punishing the man for no reason, but um, I'm starting to go on the Kyrie side of things in this whole unvaccination because I mean, other players are allowed to play. Like it's weird that he he's the only person that's not allowed to play being unvaccinated in uh, in Brooklyn. So uh, I think you know by playoff time it should be lifted, but I, I don't think there is an issue. I, I think this team is going to be like running on all cylinders because it, it seems whenever KD and Kyrie are on the floor together, they already have it figured out. Even though they played you know just a couple handful of times. Yeah, going off what you just said. I go ahead. Just real quick, just about Kyrie real quick and the whole vaccination. I know they just got fined. Going to your point as to how it doesn't make sense, 50000 they just got fined for letting him inside of the locker room. And he was just watching, too, the Duke game that they mm-hmm. held at the Barclay. So hopefully they get that figured out for him. Yeah, I mean, only good news that comes with that is Brooklyn is probably not going to be a top four seed in the playoffs. So they'll get that extra game to play. But – yeah, they don't make no sense, though, honestly, like, at all. If other unvaccinated players are able to come in and play, he's able to sit sideline on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Like, it just don't make no sense at this point. Yeah. And like Mike said, like, I'm starting to get on Kyrie's side about it, too. And, like, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see, because maybe when the playoffs start, COVID kind of, I don't want to say disappears. I don't know if y'all noticed, like, NFL, I feel like all the way up to week 18, there was, like, people would get sick, you know? But mm-hmm. then when the playoffs start, when the playoffs started, all of a sudden, it's like, nobody else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Definitely. I'm yeah, just... they got to – because I, I know with the NFL, they, they changed the way they, like, tested the players. So, if you were asymptomatic, you weren't going to get tested anymore. Um, so, mm-hmm. I, I think that's what the NBA should do is, like, kind of change – you know, their policies as far as when somebody gets tested, how often they get tested, and then what you have to do, you know, to get a negative test or whatever, you know, may have you. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it starts to get tricky when you're going off, like, state mandate, and then you have league protocol and right, yeah, all that that intertwines with each other. But you don't want to run in a situation like LeBron, you know, earlier in this year, I think he tested positive, couldn't play, in a game and then he literally had like 22 other tests right after that negative and they wouldn't mm-hmm. let him play still. So uh, you don't want to run into that situation, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, definitely not. Staying on topic with the East, 
um, the Nets are currently sitting in eighth seed. I want to talk real quick about the top five. Do you guys see any drastic changes happening anytime soon? We have the Celtics um, taking the fifth seed, Bulls in the fourth, Sixers in the third, Bucks in the second, Heat in the first. Um, I think I think Boston might take the fourth seed from the Bulls. Maybe even the three seed for Philly. Philly's been playing good though. It's outside the best game, but Boston's been winning. And the Bulls are just dying down a little bit since the beginning of the season. That stuff happened. So I think uh, Boston might overtake Chicago for that four seed, but other than that, I don't really see too many changes. I know Philly and Milwaukee have the same record, so you flip between their two and three seeds. But they're all really close, though. Like, let's see. From the five seed to the one seed, there's only four-game difference. Right. So it's not like – Drastic change. They're all pretty even, yeah. Yeah, Boston seems to have figured things out because the way they've been playing lately is – I wasn't expecting that. I thought they were going to be another 500 team in the playoff game. You know, playing game, uh, and not really going to make any noise. But I mean, they they've impressed me, uh, especially you know, having, I think Al Horford like coming back is a, is a big big key in that. Just like the veteran leadership, you know, from because he was on the team what four years ago, uh, mm-hmm. three four years ago, whatever, and, and they almost you know made the finals. Uh, but yeah, I like I like the pieces. Jason Tatum's obviously been balling out, uh, but yeah, their their defense has stepped it up. Yeah, I know they played the Nets last Sunday, I believe. And then Tatum dropped. That's when he dropped that 54. He dropped 54 points that game. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. They're a very, like, young team. Very young. Yeah. Yeah, third best um, record in the NBA right now, too. So interesting to see if they will take that. So you guys – um, feel like Heat is gonna remain at first seed. Mm, I mean, it's so close. I can tell you. I'll tell you the one crazy thing about the Heat, though, is that they're not a team that's like they're not a Brooklyn or a Golden State where they're like all superstars. Like, don't get me wrong, Jimmy Butler is cold, Bam is cold. Like, but literally, fifteen guys on the roster, eight of the guys on the roster is undrafted. And they send at top of the East. Like, I don't know what they got going on in Miami. The player development, <laughs> the, the, the front office is great. Eric Spolstra. Eric Spolstra. Like, <laughs> but they got it going on because you you are a top of a conference yep. with literally over half the guys undrafted and no, like, real, like, superstar. Like, you got some stars, but no real, like, superstar on your team. You're doing something right. Yeah, Jimmy's been yeah. in and out of the lineup too. So I mean, yeah. what they're doing, like like you said, Spolstra, like you know, I, I thought he was kind of a fake coach when LeBron and Bosch came to join up with Wade, and you know they won those championships. But I mean, he, they really didn't have a rebuild. They they've been competitive every year every year since LeBron left. So like I, I got to take my hat. He's actually been you know a great coach in this league, top five probably, just being able to do the most of you know from what he's got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like we all agree that East is the most 
we're more excited to see who comes out of that. Um, I feel like the West, they're all over the place. I know Draymond Green just made a comment yesterday. Warriors are sitting in third, but he said third, fourth, regardless, they're winning a championship. How accurate do you feel like that is going to be for the Warriors this season? I think it's – I say 80% possible. Uh, I think just Phoenix is going to be the only thing in their way in the West, in my opinion, Um, unless Clippers somehow get Kawhi and Paul George back. I know there's like rumblings uh, that Kawhi might be back by the end of the year. We don't know about Chris Paul or uh, Paul George, but Mm -hmm. um, I just think with Draymond, you know, this team looked bad without Draymond. And now that, that game last night, the offense was moving uh, more fluidly. Like the defense is obviously there too. So um, it, it's it, it looks like the Warriors of old, you know, in that game last night. Draymond, Draymond is the key to that team. Like he doesn't get the credit. I know a lot of people don't like him, but Draymond is like the chain on the bike. Like you need him to go. And every time he's on, every time he's in the lineup, you can like instantly tell the difference between everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're still but missing think, Clay too. Yeah, Clay is like. See, this is this is my thing with Clay. Is I feel like a lot of people expect Clay to come back and be Clay Thompson, mm-hmm. and it's like he's not. He's not gonna be that. He was gone for two years of two major injuries that a lot of players get in careers, especially the Achilles. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I just. A lot of what go what happens with Golden State is is Draymond playing, and is Clay gonna be able to get to like seventy five percent of what he was before, eighty percent of what he was before consistently? Because he's had his moments. I know he had a good game, like I don't know, last night, two days ago, something like that, really good game. But it's like, can he come in and hit those shots consistently? Can he lock up consistently? It is hard coming back from those injuries, but if they could get those two pieces in. Then they got a great chance. I mean, you got Steph Curry on that team, Jordan Poole coming off the bench playing crazy. Like, yeah, they got a great team. But Phoenix, Phoenix is playing. <laughs> now, what do you guys feel like is like? Obviously, based off their wins, but what do you guys feel like skill wise is differentiating the Suns compared to the Warriors? I would I would say size. Probably because Phoenix has a little more size than, than the Warriors. So mm-hmm. that's why I, that, that's just going to be their toughest matchup uh, with Aiden because Aiden's been eating up too with, with Chris Paul, even out of the lineup, and Devin Booker when Booker missed a couple mm-hmm. games. So um, the depth of that team is just, it's a lot. It's a lot to handle. And uh, Warriors aren't that deep. They got some good pieces coming off the bench, but I mean, they're not the pieces that uh, the Suns have, you know. And honestly like the Phoenix are as deep as the Brooklyn Nets I feel like because the Nets you know can be missing their top guys and still be competitive and beat beat good teams yeah another comment uh Draymond Green made I believe it was yesterday a couple days ago that had he not been injured that the Suns wouldn't have made it as far last season do you guys agree with that and yeah and Booker was like, no, everything is what a, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda, but it is what it is. You can't. Skill is skill. Whether I mean, you're Draymond, in or Draymond got a point, but it's a what if. Who cares about the what if? You didn't right. make it. That's like, let the Suns have their shine. They made the championship. They didn't win, but yeah. 
I don't even really think anybody was expecting them to be there that much. I feel like everybody, like, they were good. You know, we knew they were good, but they're still real young and not really – didn't really have much playoff experience and stuff like that. But I don't know. Like, let, let them have their time, Draymond. Let them, <laughs> let them hoop. You got your championships, all that. Let them hoop, bro. I mean, that's like the, like the finals against Cleveland, you know, when they were down or up 3-1, Draymond, you know, gets suspended, I mean, you know, and then they end up losing the series. Like, he came back. You could have still beat them, you know, so – um, I, I don't, I don't know if we can actually definitively say if Draymond was there, it would, it would have made a difference. Yeah. Last time we spoke, I believe the Grizzlies were sitting at third. I want to say or fourth seed. How do you third guys see them going um, later on in the season? Do you see them catching up to the Suns? Do you see that being a a back and forth between one and two? I no, two and three. Gonna, yeah, it's, it, it's going to be a tight race, I think, between them and Golden State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the Suns are too far ahead at this point. Playoffs start a month and one day. Yeah. Play-in games start April 12th, so Suns got an eight-game lead on them right now. I think it's really just them and Golden State back and forth because they got the same exact record right now. But, yeah, just between two and three, honestly. But like I said, those are like one of them teams that are is a real young team and they're exciting to watch. I love watching John Morant. I think with yeah. Steve Adams, I love Steve Adams. You know, but I don't think they're going to make too much noise in the playoffs. I think it's probably going to be a Phoenix-Golden State uh, Conference Championship. But Yeah, I, I don't have to agree. Yeah, but I, it's going to be exciting to watch play. It's, there's like one of them exciting teams where you just – want to see play wish they had more tv time right so yeah please please get the lakers off primetime television every night i was just about to go to the lakers <laughs> that raptors game can we talk about that that first half it was very just i was frustrated for them what do you guys i feel like we talk about this all the time but like what do you i don't even know what the lakers need at this point it's just like they really can't do much now so it's like where is, is there not a connection? It is, it is everybody. See, this thing is I know everybody <laughs> puts the blame on Russell Westbrook, but this is everybody, like everybody. And I know I know everybody says, get LeBron's help, LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. Bro, he is putting up numbers. Don't get me wrong. He's putting up numbers. A lot of people can put up numbers. Russell Westbrook was averaging triple-double for years. You see how that correlates into success. Yeah. It does not, yeah. you know, like if like Russell Westbrook is playing trash, LeBron is scoring, taking the second most shots in the league, scoring, but he's playing no defense. He has one of the worst plus minuses on the team, and he leads the league in turnovers now. And everybody, I know he's, oh, he scored 60, he scored 54, 56, or whatever he scored. Like, I get it. Y'all are not winning, though. Yeah. And then, and then, I don't – you have Anthony Davis, Street Clothes Davis. I don't like to put it all on certain players, but it's like, yo, this whole team, organization at this point, is just like, what are y'all doing? I can literally go back from the start of when you traded for West, Russell Westbrook instead of Buddy Hill. Off top, y'all messed up. Then y'all yeah. get to the season, and everybody's hyped, and you get the don't talk about our age tweets and all this. Man, somebody needs to talk about it because y'all are trash. Uh, 10 games under 500. 
with LeBron James. That's bad. I, I don't think – listen, he's got the most turnover. He's taking the most shots because he has to. Like, he has – He it, like, that's the Lakers. They have to depend on him, which sucks because, I mean, at his age and this point in his career, he shouldn't be the person that they're leaning on. Like, he should be the second guy now on a team. But he can't count on AD. You know, he's out in Westbrook. We, we knew that wasn't going to work. But still, like, you have guys that should be contributing that aren't. And so he's got to take it in his hands night in, night out. And that's why they're getting blown out. And, you know, his plus minus, of course, is going to be bad because he has no help, you know, when he's on the floor. He's got to do it and be Superman. And some nights, you know, or most nights it, it, it's not enough. But I, I don't know. To me, I think LeBron's season this year, if he at least had a healthy AD, I think they would be a top five team in the West, you know, especially in the West this year. I, I just think if he had one guy that he can count on and help him out, I, I think this would be a completely different season from the Lakers because LeBron is playing so well. Yeah, he was clearly visibly upset. Uh, body language is terrible from the whole everybody, not just him, everybody. The whole team, yeah. Like, uh, I get what you're saying, Mikey. I do. I just got to disagree a little bit. Just a little bit. I just, like, it's more it's more to it than just, like, yeah, you got to score. But, bro, this is 19 years, right? 19th year in the league? Yeah. LeBron's here. Okay. So, for 18 years, you play like LeBron James. Right, getting everybody involved, even when your teams weren't that good. Like you literally went to the finals with who? Mo Williams, Zidrin and Sogowskis. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. I'm not right. trying to hear right. no excuse. I'm not wanna hear no yeah, excuse. But- I know he's old. I know he's old. I, I get it. But he's not. Do you feel like though he was relying on these players? Do you feel like he was relying more so on these teammates? I feel like because that year he was like, forget all y'all, I got this. But do you feel like now because he's like he pretty much recruited you? Half of these players to come on this team. Yeah, it's like he's like borderline a GM for the Lakers. Like the the pressure is it's LeBron, so the pressure is always on him. If you're any one of those top players of all time like that, usually the pressure is gonna fall on you. Yeah. But it's like a lot of this is what you wanted. You wanted Melo, you wanted Westbrook, you want to play with mm-hmm. your friends and all this. Don't complain now if I feel like everybody in the world knew Russell Westbrook was not going to be a good fit with y'all. Yeah, like I mean, everybody called it. Everybody was. Yeah, I mean that's that's the one time I think that everybody in the media was right about one thing not working out because usually you know it, it can go back and forth. People are you're wrong, right? But this is like everybody knew this wasn't going to work, and it, like it didn't. Like it not even from day one. So. Yeah, you're three quarters away. Actually, almost done with the season, right? And and he's yep. still, he's just getting worse. And I don't know. I think they should have just released his ass at the trade deadline, and try and just get somebody. Or you know, everybody was trying to say, "Oh, get trade for John Wall." John Wall would not. I don't even think John Wall would be playing still. I, I don't yeah. understand. Just to swap contracts, you're just swapping these dude contracts year in year out. Like I, I don't know. I don't get it. So, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't really get it either. I, I probably would take John Wall over Westbrook right now. I don't know. If he's playing. If he's playing. It's been, so long. it's been so long. But uh, from what I do remember watching uh, Wall, the man <laughs> had defense. The man could pass the ball. Neither one of them could shoot well. But right. at least he's going to play defense. Russ, Russ just 
he just be sitting out there. And then, and then <laughs> he complains, talking about, I just don't, I can't take my kids to the games because they call, they disrespect our name. And, bro, you're on the wrong like, thing. Like, hate to break it to you, geez, like, you're in the NBA. Like, yeah. you have millions of people watching you. This is not new. When people were calling you Mr. Triple Double, you know, like, it wasn't an issue. When it's good, it was not an issue. Now, when it goes bad, you're going to have to take it. Especially right. if you were the main reason it's going bad. Like, yeah. I, I agree. Because, I mean, Westbrook, listen, if you can't handle somebody calling you Westbrook, then you shouldn't, you, you just shouldn't be playing basketball. Now, if, if it's, you know, if they're attacking his family and yelling and yeah. cursing at them, that's a different story. But, like, dude, mm-hmm. you're playing so bad. Like, you're going to be called names. Like, it's, I don't know, you know, a time, you know, just because you guys are losing, you can't handle it. You know, it's a magnifying glasses on you that you want to be all upset about it. But, like, it, this isn't like when that fan, you know, what, what threw water or what did they spit on him, threw popcorn at him or, or whatever, like a few years ago. Uh, like, in Utah? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a different situation, you know, but they're calling you Westbrook because you can't make a shot, man. Like, you can't even make layups anymore. Like, I don't understand. I don't oh. understand how he's missing the yeah. yeah. He's shooting 9% from three since the All-Star break. Like, wow. nine. Wow. And then, at, w- at what point, at, if you're Frank Vogel, at one point, do you just be like, bro, just go to the bench. Yeah, like, honestly, <laughs> just sit down. Yeah. You, you, you have, and this is where it, I feel kind of feel bad for Frank Vogel because I feel like his job's on the line, you know? Mm-hmm. And it is. how much how much control does he really have? Probably not a lot. You got arguably one of the greatest players of all time on your team. Usually, he controls stuff. You got like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan calls shots. LeBron can call shots. Like there's certain players in NBA history that can do what they want or call a lot of shots. You know. And yeah, he's sitting, it- trying, he's sitting here trying to coach AD, who can't even play Westbrook, who might as well not play. And LeBron was trying, but you can only do so much. You I know, honestly, like, I, I don't know if I could put all the blame on LeBron as far as, like, the acquisitions. Because the Lakers, you know, even down Kobe's last stretch, you know, after that last finals um, they made, the Lakers front office has not really been doing a good job at all. You know, they mm. – they just – they've been dropping the ball a lot, and they can't even get free agents here. You know, you're trying to get trades that get denied as well, you know, going back to the Chris Paul thing. But, like, the Lakers front office has kind of been weak before LeBron got here. And, you know, and look at how many coaches they've had since, you know, Phil Jackson. It, it, it's, it, it's crazy to me. Like, it, it's they, – they're just cycling through, you know, different players, different coaches, and I don't know. I just – I think you got to get it's the management, the ownership, you know, the bus fan. Like, yeah. you guys aren't running it properly. You know, Polinka can only do so much, you know. Mm-hmm. And you had Magic Johnson in there to help. He left because he didn't like how things were going down. So, yeah. And it, you brought up Kobe, interesting question that I came across. Do you guys feel like this has been the most disappointing season for the Lakers or the 2012-2013 season? This, I think this easily. I, like, they're 10 games under 500 right now with a month left in the season, less than a month left in the season. Yeah. That's sad. Like, and, and if we if we keep it in a buck, this playing game, 
is really saving them right now. Mm-hmm. Because realistically, for less than a month left in the season, you got your four games, more than four games actually, uh, from the Clippers for eighth place. You're not gonna make playoffs. You're more than likely not gonna make playoffs if there's no playing game. And honestly, yeah. I'm looking at this playing game. I don't even know if they're gonna make playoffs with the playing game. And yeah, depending on who comes back for the Clippers, right? What what it looks like right now is they would have to play New Orleans. For the first game, they have to win two games to get in. They have to play That's New right. Orleans. Not really worried about them. But you have a forty and thirty Minnesota Timberwolves team with Carl Anthony Towns. We saw he just did the other night. He just yeah, yeah. crazy. He didn't even know. He didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, thirty yeah, two. That, that was uh, yeah, thirty two and one quarter. He had six of the game, yeah. but uh, that was the anniversary of uh, I think when his uh, mom and dad went to the ER. Oh wow! It was like it was like to the day. So I, I think, you know, he had that, like, extra motivation, motivation. to go out there and ball out. Yeah. Wow. But, yeah, yeah I, like, Minnesota, but, yeah, I agree. Like, how are the Lakers currently, like, constructed, going to go up against Minnesota with all that firepower? And then even the Clippers, who I think have lost seven straight to the Clippers. So, like, I don't think that's going to be different in the playing game when who wants it more, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Lakers have lost 15 of their last 20. I don't really think nobody's worried about New Orleans, but they could. It only takes one game, though. Like, yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. going and, home, it takes one that's game. The thing, right? And you got CJ McCollum who can go off. You got Ingram. Like, they got some nice mm-hmm. pieces, too. And if, like, I still don't think Zion's coming back this year, but I mean, that, that would ask, be crazy, yeah. too. You know, if they end up yeah. getting him back. But I, I, I don't think he's going to play this year. I, I think I he wants think so. out. I hope not. I hope he don't play this year. That's, I don't yeah. think it's no point. If he's actually, if it's really the injury and not some new school diva stuff, yeah, then which everybody's doing now. Everybody's doing now. Which I don't blame them though. Listen, like you don't get to control where you go. You know, the draft is the worst teams get the first picks. You know, mm-hmm. you know, barring any trades, like how the Celtics were lucky to get Tatum, and Tatum went to a good franchise, good organization, good culture you know, winning culture, like, he left out. But you got guys like, you know, Zion and uh, um, freaking I'm, – I'm blanking on everybody else. But, like, it's just these guys don't want to be stuck because you're stuck there, what, four years plus the, the uh, team option for a fifth year before you mm-hmm. can actually test the free agency. But even then, you don't want to really – go anywhere else because you can get the super max from the team that drafted you. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's tough on players. Like I, I'm kind of on the player's side here just because I, I would much rather see them in a bigger market anyway than new Orleans who new Orleans kind of screwed it up with Anthony Davis, even though Anthony Davis kind of didn't turn out to at all what we thought he'd be. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, I'm so in between on that. Cause like, I feel like, yeah, being like having control over yourself where you are and like I do support it don't get me wrong but I just I do feel like that oh that like kind of old school mentality where you got drafted there you're gonna stay there for a majority of the time it creates for such good basketball and good rivalries like I feel like you can't even get a good rivalry no more because pieces are moving around so much it's like it's more of a player versus player rivalry instead of a, a team rivalry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
like a like a Detroit versus Chicago, really Michael versus Bad Boys, but Detroit versus Chicago and stuff like that. Well, I mean, so, we're, we're gonna get a rival here with Brooklyn and uh, well, shoot, we got a couple. I mean, you got Brooklyn and Sixers. I mean, that that's yeah. that's gonna be a rivalry, but also yeah. Milwaukee, Miami. Um, they've been getting at it the past couple of years. Obviously, we know the Clippers and Lakers, um, but I Atlanta think and New York. Yeah, Atlanta, New York. That's a good one. But New York, man, I, I yeah. wish I wish they would have stayed, you know, or gotten a little better this year. I thought they were going to take that next step, but they're just they're not playing like they did last year. And I like I, I love their young pieces like RJ Barrett's one of my favorite young players in the league. And uh, he, he's been playing well. I mean, they, they did take the Nets. They were toe to toe with the Nets, but they're just so inconsistent this year. It, it's it doesn't look good for them. Yeah. Where do you guys see um, – how long is Westbrook's contract? Do we know? I can look that up right now, actually. I'm always on spot rack. <laughs> yeah, because depending on how long his contract, what moving pieces do we – how much longer does LeBron have there? I think he's got one more year. He's a free agent after next season. I mean, after that, he's going to be one-year deals until – We'll see if we'll see what happens with Bronny, but yeah, Russell Westbrook isn't a free agent until after next season. The man is making forty-four million dollars this year. Forty-four million, and then forty-seven next year. Man, I could give you five points if I sit in the corner, bro. Sign me for five hundred thousand. Right, all all guaranteed. Money too. It's all guaranteed. Wow, that's crazy. Hey, right? that is robbery. Somebody arrest this man. That's terrible, bro. Yeah, but I mean, Lakers are going to have a lot of money to spend in 2023 because LeBron and him gone. That's what? That's 91 million off the books. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we, we hopefully we could see the. I want to see the Lakers back to being relevant and, and fun to watch. I know they won in in the in the bubble, but I mean, they're my second team after the Bulls. So it, it's it's been rough since Kobe. You know, to see that. But yeah, but I mean, yeah, NBA is better when the Lakers are good. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, I want to see yeah. LeBron go somewhere else too, um, just to I don't know, just to keep it going. Keep that entertainment. Where do you guys see LeBron going, and then who do you see the Nets acquiring? Uh, not the Nets. I'm sorry, Lakers acquiring to stay relevant, stay in conversation, I don't uh, play know, in conversation, like, playoff conversation. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who the Lakers will get. Honestly, I don't know who's going to be a free agent when all this cap space frees. That's true. Um, LeBron is going to go wherever they got superstars, like. That's usually how it goes, or wherever wherever he can get a superstar to, or wherever they have superstars. And I mean, it's the end of his career. It's like everybody does that in their career, except like a select few. But wherever he thinks he's gonna, he can win, he's gonna do one year deals. And so you, I mean, see if Bronny gets in the league like he wants to. Yeah. But I mean, because like you said, it's not about the money. Do you guys see him coming back to the East? And if so, who? With who? Honestly, what's <laughs> Yeah, Cleveland would be nice. Honestly, him on that roster would be filthy. I mean, it would just—I would love to see him go back there. But I, I think he—if—if if it stays how it currently is, and like the East is so like stacked now, and the West is now weaker, I would—I would say like why not stay in the West and have to only get through you know two teams rather than a gauntlet on the East side. Like who? Like Utah. I don't know. No, I don't think he'll live in Utah. That, that's that's one thing. I don't think it would be that bad. <laughs> so, like, it's not that bad of a team. 
I don't know. We I'm, also got to see what people, like what teams will have what people. Well, it's only yeah. next year, right? So yeah. I mean, I mean, he could he could dance. I mean, him and nah, he wouldn't go to Denver either. I'm just trying to think. Uh, it's kind of like where would he live? Right. Other than his hometown, it's been big name cities like Sacramento, but not going. Hell no. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm. I mean, the Spurs to play with Pop, maybe like. Uh, I mean, Dejounte Murray and all that, but nah. Like yeah, I said, I can't uh, see. I cannot see him not living in a like a big city. Like the man is in L.A. He was in Miami, and the other was Cleveland. It was his hometown. Like, yeah. Just come to Chicago, play for the Bulls for a couple. Of oh days. my goodness! <laughs> that would make a lot of people like. I would love that. Bulls fans Just, don't even like this man for the most part. Yeah. I, I bet halfway through the season, you know, if the Bulls were a top three, two seed, everybody would be on LeBron's side and be like, damn, I can't believe we hated on him all these years. Hell, oh, sure. shit, I'm, I'm going to be like, Bulls was fourth seed last year, or well, <laughs> two years ago. Like, we was 41 27. We got good pieces. I'm not buying it, man. No. Not how much he wants to. How much is he going to make? That's a. I, and I doubt it. I don't think he'd ever come to where Jordan, you know, made a name for himself. How much do you think he's, like, playing for his legacy now, though? Like, it's not – I feel like it's not just basketball no more. This is, like, his legacy. Like, he, he – everybody knows he obviously wants to be known as the greatest all time, like, unanimously. <laughs> like, how much of it is now he's just playing for his legacy? Like, he doesn't need to play. He's done everything, but it's pretty much. No, I think I given like, how the Lakers have been this season, I don't think initially he was going in it playing for legacy. But now I feel like he is like, shit, the way that my team is playing, I might as well break all these records. And yeah. Yeah, I don't want to say yeah, he's playing for himself, but I just feel like he's like, you guys aren't doing nothing. We're not doing anything as a team, so let me – you know, go get, the scoring title. get that scoring title 37 is gonna sound good on the GOAT resume. Absolutely. Yeah. Man, I don't Do know. you think I he mean, is? I I think he I think he's been I think when when did he say he what was it the 2016 finals or whatever where he did the interview after and he's like coming back from down three one. I feel like that made me the GOAT or something in the interview. I think it was that mm. year. I think ever since then, I feel like it's been like, yo, he that's that is what he wants to do. That's what he wants to be known as. This is his goal right now. He's done championships, done MVPs, all stars, all that. Now it's like, yo, I'm chasing Michael, basically. But I don't, yeah. I don't like. Okay, who do y'all think? Y'all, who are y'all? Y'all Michael or LeBron for goat status? I go back and forth with it, honestly, just because it's, I don't know, like, it's so hard to compare. I don't even know why we try to, I know, because it's it's a good debate. It's fun to have because you Mm -hmm. can get a hardcore, you know, LeBron guy, a hardcore Jordan guy and have a fun, like, debate about it and go back and forth. But I just, it's just too hard. Like, I think Michael couldn't do a lot of things that LeBron can do and, but vice versa, right? Because LeBron isn't that lethal cohort killer at the end of games like you would like to see from a guy that, that you know, got that status. Um, but he 
he just plays the game completely different than what Jordan did. Like he's more of a distributor. He likes to get the guys involved and he's one of the best passers that we've ever seen. Like he's more like a magic Johnson. And mm-hmm. I just think his skill set he just does more with the basketball than, you know, what Jordan. And, and the thing is like he, this year, they're like, Oh, well, you're not taking scoring seriously. I and mean, then he's going on a tear and about to score 30, you know, points average this whole season. So I just think with him, it's more trying to get everybody else involved and kind of like, you know, cause mm. he always passes the ball, you know, well, not always, but like there's games where he makes the right pass and the guy's wide open. It's just, you know, some miss or you got Ray Allen who makes it, you know, Yeah, that Ray Allen shot was wild. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a Jordan guy, but I know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a Jordan yeah. guy. I don't. This I don't think is nothing wrong with being like with being the second best player of all time to me. Like I don't like that means out of all these thousands of NBA players that came through, out of all these legends, mm-hmm. you still like. That people look at you as that, like there ain't nothing wrong with that. I just feel like the the accomplishments that Jordan had, like don't get me wrong, LeBron's longevity is crazy. Right. I always credit for is crazy, but Jordan came in in 13, 15 years, thirteen years with the Bulls, and did what he did. And I, and if you really want to keep it a band, it's more like eleven years with the Bulls, but with the broken ankle or broken foot year, and then the seventeen game year. Uh, when he at first came back from baseball, you know, it's like 11 yeah. years, basically healthy, six championships, defensive player of the year, all that is, that's tough. Yeah. I'm not sure you, Mike, just the execution, I think is just different. Granted, yeah. it's a, two different generations. I just feel like Mike's execution is different than LeBron's like you said I feel like Brown is more a playmaker he will throw the ball in the right person's hands you know get the ball moving where it needs to be how it's executed I just don't think it's like Mike no I get it I just the one thing I don't like about the whole goat debate is that everybody does kind of put Michael in this like invincible like bubble so like if he played now he would be scoring 50 points a game and, you know, <laughs> without Scottie Pippen, like he, he, you know, he would take some of these bad teams to the playoffs to win. And, you know, and some people knock LeBron for the, like it's taking him longer to do some of these things that, you know, it took Michael short season, but like, I can't, you know, knock somebody for playing as long as LeBron or, you know, go to football, Tom Brady, like, I don't think that's a negative. That's a positive. Like they're mm-hmm. able to play elite at that age. When you look at guys who have tried to play that long, look at their stats and look at how like they were just should have just retired. But um, like another thing is too, like the winning LeBron was kind of winning playoff games at a young age. When Jordan came in, I, I don't think he won his first playoff series until his you know fourth year, you know, in the playoffs. You know, he, he went one and three, oh and three, oh and three, uh, until finally getting a, a series win. So, um, but then again, like they didn't go far until Scotty got there too. So I, I just there's a lot of like holes in the arguments. But I, yes, the goats Jordan, but LeBron is right there too. You know, so. 
Mm. No, yeah. I mean, I, I could mess with what you said. He's our baby goat. Baby goat. Yeah, like that, yeah. yeah. Like, ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong with yeah, it. I'm being a baby and yeah, goat. like, I, I do understand what you're saying about the Jordan being an invincible thing. Mm-hmm. I do understand what you're saying about that. It's, yeah. It is hard. It's going to be really hard for somebody to displace it, though, just because of not only the accomplishments on the court, but off the court, revolutionizing the game. The mm-hmm. the marketing standpoint is ridiculous. The, the shoes, you know, like now race car teams, motorcycle teams, everything is like Jordan. Mm-hmm. You know, I only I honestly don't think that there's going to be another person in, in basketball probably history that comes through like Jordan and outside of the game influences it with all like the with all like the apparel and everything like not that other people don't got good stuff other people do got good stuff but I feel like even like basketball shoes right there's not I don't feel like there's basketball shoes as aesthetically pleasing as like Jordan's like no I don't feel like in 20 years people will be rocking LeBron's what they fit you know what I'm saying or rocking like PG's like it just it kind of all, all played very for Jordan. And I feel like yeah. Jordan and LeBron got really lucky with the order <laughs> that came in. Like, I, I feel like they really yeah. got lucky because Jordan came in. You had, like, the Magic and uh, Larry doing what they were doing. But the NBA was kind of like uh, Chicago. They were getting outsold by uh, – I forgot what, what team it said by the last dance. Some bogus team, though. And couldn't get no attendance. And then Jordan came in and transformed it. And then you got the 90s with everything just, like, growing in the 90s. And then you got LeBron who came in in 03. We had, like, flip phones and PS2s. And then he got to grow through the social media era. So everybody gets to see what he's doing constantly. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I think both of the times that they came in are really good. And both of them are really good for the game. I, I do feel like... um LeBron gets blamed for like the super team stuff a lot. I don't want to put that too much on him. He did he did make a super team. Let's not get that out of the way. But you did have like the Boston before they tried in LA in like 04 when they had Gary Payton, Carl Malone, Shaq, Kobe. It's a lot of it was a lot of failed super teams before. Yeah, I, and I can't put I can't put that all on LeBron at all. I feel right. like a lot of people. Even Houston, I think in the nineties, because didn't they get Charles Barkley? Charles, Charles Barkley, Clyde Drexler, Hakeem Olajuwon, yeah, somebody else, yeah. Just that Miami team was the first super team that you could say that was successful, right? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you, you kind of say Boston. Boston, Boston yeah, yeah. One championship though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, I mean Miami, two championships, Miami, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two championships, yeah. Sure, and a super team that was drafted as the super team, I think the Spurs, but like they they, they did it the right way, right? Like the right they drafted way, all those guys. Yeah, that like, I can I can never hold against the Spurs or Golden State pre KD. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pre KD. But even then, like it's one guy, right? Like yeah. you're bringing in one guy. It's not like you're going out and you know trying to get a Chris Bosch and a LeBron James, like two guys to join already one superstar. You already had a great core. And you just brought KD, who KD just wanted out of OKC because he couldn't play with Russ. He saw this yeah. shit coming. Like, he, yeah. like, Durant knew what Westbrook was, you know, even way back in OKC. And um, I just – I honestly wish he didn't go to Brooklyn. I, I, I wanted him to stay in Golden State. I thought they could have just ran it back and probably won, like, the last couple titles, you know, barring any injuries. Because even without Clay, I think they 
easily would have won some of these championships. Yeah, they would have. I, I think that's one. That was like another one of those years. One of like top 15, 20, 10, where you want to put KD players all the time. That's mm-hmm. where that legacy standpoint comes in. That's where that. Well, he didn't win a championship, so he played with those guys. So he he took it like, all right, well, I got to go somewhere, and because he knows, I feel like everybody knew he easily could have, and they would just been winning. Like, That's the thing, though. Like Durant's got a man. I think he is in that conversation. Like he might be a top three player, top four player all time. Like when it's all said and done, it's just he's been, you know, the injuries kill him, but you can go back to bad luck too, to where last year. His foot was just his, if he he had smaller feet, you know they would have beat Milwaukee and, and potentially won that championship. And I don't know, I, I just think he's kind of been getting the shitty end of the stick, basically, you know, in, in some of the circumstances. My my only thing is like when you are comparing all those great players, like okay, like don't get me wrong, I feel like you give me Larry Bird, you give me KD, like. I'm obviously gonna be like, yeah, let me get KD on my pickups team. You know KD, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, oh yeah, don't get me wrong, but that's not really how like those top ten debates work. Like, obviously, Bill Russell is not gonna come today and do what he did back then. You know what I'm saying? But you have to take into account everything they did: they stats, statistics, accolades, everything. KD is really lacking the accolades. Right. No, no, I, I totally get you. But if you go raw skill. Like, who, yeah. who's the best player on the floor for, like, the, the longest? Because, I mean, obviously, you could still kind of – LeBron could – people could still say he's the best player in the league right now. But, uh, no, I get you. Like, you, you got to have those titles, and he's got two of them now. So, mm-hmm. like, if he can win one here in Brooklyn, then that definitely changes the two because he'd be one – what, one behind LeBron? Yeah. Two behind Kobe. He, and, he, needs a, uh, he needs an MVP, though. He needs another MVP. That's like one of them things that's kind of like that like he had the one, uh, like 2012 or whatever year it was. Yeah, but, but like these top guys, and I know MVP is such like a, it's kind of like nowadays a political, like you know what I'm saying, like more of a, like a stamp. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But still, you still look at them top guys. You got the Lebrons, the Giannis's, like, like don't KD is more skilled than Giannis, but Giannis is Giannis. Giannis has more of what KD needs. Right. And I don't know. I don't know. I like Giannis. That's my boy. (laughs) But but that's the thing, too, because I think he could have easily won one or two MVPs playing with Golden State. But because he had Steph, they weren't really going to give it to him. He was was one of the top defenders in the league with with the Warriors. And, like, KD can't get to – I think – you know, come playoff time, he, he's, a, he's a top five defender in, in the playoffs because he, he takes that shit seriously. Like, night in, night out, you can just score. But I think, like like you were saying with the MVP voting, in the NBA, it is all political because you had, you know, we, we had Russell Westbrook average a triple-double, win it next year, average triple-double, got no votes. And you got guys like, you know, Giannis and, you know, can win potentially back-to-back, but you know, LeBron, whose numbers have been better than his average, hasn't even gotten a vote. Or, you know, even guys like, uh, you know, Steph, that, that's had the back-to-back. But I think KD, it's just 
I don't know what it is about the MVP voting in the NBA. It's like, give it to the best guy. Like, give it, you know, yeah, you like give it to the best guy. Like, I get it. Jokic, Jokic is doing crazy things in Denver. But what Katie did, like I said, the other night with just him, like, as, as far as superstar on the floor, with no Kyrie, mm-hmm. putting up 53 and, and beating the Knicks like he was hitting shot after shot. Like, I get it. Jokic is nice, but that team isn't winning as much as they should be if you got a superstar like that. Like, Embiid, too. Like, Embiid's team was winning even before Harden and while Simmons is out. So, like, I think it's between KD and Embiid as far as, the like, the best players who are actually winning games without help, basically. Or, another like, a number two, like, solidified guy. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Sure. If they gave it to the best player every year, there would be significantly less – players who were MVPs in the league. Right. You look at LeBron will have so many more. Jordan will have so many more. Kobe will probably have a couple more. Shaq will have a couple more. I know no way Steve Nash gets those MVPs over Shaq. Shit, you know, or even over Kobe one of those years where Kobe, Kobe got yeah. It. yeah. I think I wanna say I wanna say one of the years Kobe averaged like 36, but his record was kind of uh I think that's the only thing that kind of held him back from that. But yeah, like it's so it would be so many less dudes. They got it. Do you guys think KD would have got more accolades had he stayed? And as accolades, I mean MVP, had he stayed with the Warriors? I don't think so. Just oh, because I think because of having Steph and everybody else. Yeah, yeah. if he stayed with uh, OKC, maybe. Yeah, MVP would be completely different. Like you said, if they really go off of... Yeah. Well, going back real quick to the East, I want to talk about the Spurs. We just had um, Pop just, what did he just do? He just surpassed Hall of Fame coach Don Nelson for the most regular season victories. Um, and he now has 1,336 regular season wins. How do you guys feel like Pop has changed not only the game as far as coaching but really just took the Spurs and just made them the Spurs I feel like you can't mention the Spurs without mentioning mentioning Pop yeah I mean hats off to the Spurs for keeping him you know for so long and and throughout the years but I mean it's hard to think of Pop without Tim Duncan Uh, you know it it just he was such an instrumental part of all those championships and obviously having guys like Tony Parker and Manu, you know, sticking around and, and that team being just together for as long as they had, were, were together. It, it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then you finally get that last championship when you had Kawhi, which, you know, it sucked that that went south because, uh, you know, the Spurs, it, it, after that championship and that, since everybody left, it, it's just, it's not, it, it just doesn't feel like the Spurs because you're used to them winning and, being in the finals or in the conference finals. And, um, but, you know, it's nice for him to have that record. I wish he would have kind of retired, but I, he probably stayed to kind of beat that record and be the most winning coach. But I just, it just looks so bad. I know his legacy is fine, but for me, I just, it, it's off. It's just a little off because they've been so yeah. bad. You know, they've been competitive, but they just, just not, you know, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, I mean, go crazy, Pop. <laughs> right. 
all-time winners. Can't argue with yeah. it. Oh, coach, probably top three all-time. And he's your number three? Probably. That's my next question. What do you guys feel like after Pop, who do you guys feel like has been um, an influential coach in the NBA? Uh, the two coaches I probably put ahead of him are probably, I mean, obviously Phil Jackson, 11 championships, two three-peats, mm-hmm. three three-peats. And uh, it's almost four, almost four, yeah. too. Right. So that's like, again, you talk about blessed with players Shaq, Kobe, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. That's, you know, how we saw that's that is blessed with the best of the best. But still, that three three peats, mm-hmm. people can't even get one three peat. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I got like, um, what is his name? Red Arbaugh. Which the Celtics coach won eight straight Celtics. Different time, obviously, but eight straight championships is eight straight championships. Then I, you put Pop about third. Honestly, you can interchange it second and third just because of the time that uh, the Celtics dynasty was going, you know, but put it around there. Phil Jackson definitely first, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hats off to Pop. Um, good for him. And the Spurs. Shoot, forgot. Uh, what about Pat Riley? Now that I think about oh, it. Oh, yeah. I can't forget about Pat Riley. Can't forget about him, man. Miami, New York. Pat Riley got one championship, though. He that got was five. Five? five. Am I tripping? Yeah, bro. Lakers, bro. Lakers. Oh, deep. Hold on. Damn, I'm tripping. Who was I thinking of that as one? Oh, my God, this is bad. Yeah, because he's got four with the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, I'm completely mm. tripping. And went, and went to the finals, what, three more times in losses? But Yeah, um, I got to go through my stuff. <laughs> I'm, I just completely tweaked right there. <laughs> One championship is in my head right now. Yeah, you're right. All right. Mikey got that one, bro. I got that one. <laughs> check. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm uh, tripping. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So I nevertheless, mean, I, I, I would probably just pop. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely great question. Damn, if you want a score update, Kyrie's going off. He's got 23 points in his nine and a half minutes in the second quarter. <laughs> so. Fifty piece. Oh yeah, they're playing Magic tonight. Yeah, they're playing the Magic. I mean, it wasn't going to be close anyway, but. Yeah. We got some good closing uh road to the playoff games and then you got March Madness, got the first four games starting tonight, so it's gonna be it's gonna be nice. That is gonna be nice. Real quick before we leave, um I personally do not follow college basketball like that, but who do you guys have going? I just caught this Gonzaga game, but I feel like a lot of people are saying they're not gonna go as far as they did before. But who do you guys have real quick? I'm not huge in the college basketball either. I, I'm not feeling like I got like watching it, but I'm really like I March Madness. That's you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. My thing is though, is I feel like either Duke is gonna win the championship at Coach K's last year, or they're gonna be like a first round, second round exit. Like it's no, I feel like there's no in between for them. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Duke's winning the championship just because the the moment, the year it is, and Coach yeah. K's. Like, so I just, that's, that's going to be my answer for that. Duke. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I watch like a handful of college basketball games a year, but like that's mostly just to like kind of keep an eye on it to see who I'm going to pick in my bracket. But mm. yeah, I mean, I do got Duke going far, but I like Arizona. I, I think, you know, number one seed, I, I think uh, it, there's something about Gonzaga. I don't know what it is. Like we just, they always have great teams, but they never, like it, they can never win the championship. Um, even that undefeated year, like you know, yeah. they couldn't do it. So um I got them going to at least the final four, but I, I don't think they're going to win the championship. But, I, yeah. yeah, Arizona is probably my favorite. Yeah, we'll see. We've got March Madness. We'll definitely give little updates here on the D3 pod. Um, we have our playing game starting April 12th. Well, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we will – up until then, we just have our regular season games um, and keep you guys updated with that. And we will see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in. 